Welcome, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast, TRB. We're the official podcast of StarWarsNewsNet.com. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today. It's a Thursday show, which means we're going to be uh, having a discussion about, uh, of course, Star Wars. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a, uh, not a deep dive, but we're going to get into what's been going on with the High Republic uh, a little bit later, but some fun before that. James and Lacey with me, as always. And uh, we have a special guest, uh, Amy Murkow, who is the owner and Editor-in-Chief of 365StarWars.com and contributor to StarWars.com. So welcome to TRB, Amy. How are you? Hello. It's great Yay. to be here. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, Whoa. so we've uh, kind of all known you uh, for a while now. And, you know, we s- attended your panel with Clayton Sandell at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, which uh, you knocked out of the park. I-, I feel like you stole the show on that one, by the oh, way. thank you. I was terrified to thank you. <laughs> that was yeah, my I first was- panel. <laughs> Well, you, you couldn't tell. I think uh, I think you did a great job on that. And um, it's been a long time coming to have you on. So I uh, appreciate you taking the time and joining us uh, here on TRB. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, so before we get into uh, our topics and our segments and stuff, why don't you um, you know plug your site and tell everyone what you're up to right now in the world of Star Wars and what you got going on and all that stuff. Sure. So I have a website called 365 Star Wars, which started at the beginning of 2018, where I did the 365 Star Wars Women Project, where that was the the intense year where every day I did 365 (laughs) posts about female characters in legends, canon, books, comics, any Star Wars was fair game. Uh, all characters, anyone who worked behind the scenes. And then I started doing some interviews too, which was not something that I thought was going to be a part of it, but I think really ended up becoming the heart of the project. Um, And I've kind of continued that. I'm on 550 something. Um, So if you ask me if I've done someone, I have no idea. Like, (laughs) like that information is well, like out of my mind. Uh, But I do other Star Wars stuff too. But the, the 365 Star Wars women is kind of the, that's the heart of my website. And that's, you know, I just keep doing it just because I think it's fun to, to celebrate women in Star Wars and especially women who work behind the scenes. Uh, but as you yeah. mentioned, I uh, have con- been a contributor to StarWars.com for several years now. Uh, and that's just, you know, been really fun getting to interview people and do essays and, you know, right. talk about that. And then something relatively new is that I started earlier this year writing for uh, Star Wars Insider, which I'm extremely oh, excited cool. about. Yes. Uh, my first... Uh, and then actually that offer came in February, like late February. And I had to write my first thing in March, which when you oh, think about wow. it, I was just like, <laughs> like... How did I, like, I was just like, oh no, like you gave me this great opportunity and I can't <laughs> process anything. You know, like, they were like, it was actually, okay, we're going. It, it was really nice though to have something like, like a purpose, like, okay, I have, I'm just going to turn out mm-hmm. the world. I'm going to like focus on Star Wars. Star Wars has always been a wonderful escape for me. And so that really was an amazing thing. And my first, I think November is the first one. It's uh, issue 199. Everything got pushed back several months understandably oh, wow. because okay. publishing so like they it was supposed to come out in june my first one but it got pushed to november i'm just still thrilled that it all is still coming out yeah that's awesome. but i love the deep dives that star wars insider is able to do and i love all the interviews they're able to do so i'm really really excited about that congrats that's awesome congrats. that's so great yeah that's cool wow yes yeah, so you have a lot going on um yeah and that undertaking of just doing that uh keeping up with that every day sort of uh Lou Gehrig, Cal Ripken thing where you can't miss a day. Did when you I ever miss... don't do it every day anymore. <laughs> did, did you did you do any where you're like, oh, I missed, so I got to double down today? Was there anything like that? Or did you I never missed in 2018. I think that the latest something went up was like at 3 p.m. 
but most of the time I did schedule well out, but sometimes like, I, like Lacey, I know has, I like your, your 365 Star Wars and like, it, the entire 200s was like a drag, which is like, that's a hundred <laughs> days. But I feel like literally the entire 200s, I was just like, oh my God, what have I done? Looks like I'm doing another pin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but, but it was, it, luckily most of it, you know, you could schedule out, but I was going to do it every day this year, but then when everything started happening in February and March, I, this whole year, I'm kind of just like, I'm just going to do what feels right and what I have time for and what I have the mental capacity for. Sure. Um, Good for you. That's because I, 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 I was just like, I can't. Themselves. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone should yeah. be as kind to themselves as they can. And I certainly, right. I certainly um, have. I wonder how many weeks. people made, I wonder how many people made public commitments like in February, <laughs> you know, yeah. They're like, I'm gonna do this every day. And then the whole country gets shut. The whole world I'm gets shut do down. This and they're like, every other day, right. <laughs> yeah. once a week. I'm, I'm gonna try a new I'm restaurant. Glad that like it didn't happen in 2018 when exactly. I was first right. trying to do it because I really, really did that. Like, like I just I wanted a big thing that was like something I owned, something that was mm-hmm. mine. I I took it very seriously. Mm-hmm. I still take it seriously, mm-hmm. but like not not in the same way. Like right. I feel like I've I done love the that little trading thing. cards that you've done. Oh, thank uh, you. Which you gave out at celebration. I have a bunch of them. Yeah, no, and I like I was I was going to have them for celebration again this year. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, I remember uh, you, you and I talking about just our excitement for you know potentially you know doing panels and and all that stuff that mm-hmm. uh, everyone was just so fired up for, and then we kind of like. I remember you and I talking like, yeah, the writing's kind of on the wall, but we're going to wait and hope that, and then it came out that they weren't having it. It was kind of a bummer. But You know, uh, I, I was yeah. devastated because, I mean, my first celebration was Star Wars, you know, Celebration Chicago, and I was Me very too, excited yeah. to be James on a too. panel. Yeah. Um, and my, you know, and I had met so many people and I like feel like I had done all this work and like, I, like my name was on like six panels. Like I was like, you know, and I was. <laughs> Like at least they're gonna pick maybe one of them, you know. But like one, right, like right. I was so excited, you know, because yeah. like there's so many people submit, so it's definitely a bummer. But obviously the right, the right call. Yeah, right. And then hopefully it holds 2022. You know, we'll see what they end up doing there. But um, until then, uh, we're gonna talk about Star Wars, so we're gonna get into it now. Um, are you ready to go? Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. So James, why don't we kick off one with the Force? The Force is with me, and I'm one with the Force. Well, you said it, John. We're doing One with the Force this week, and uh, if anybody is tuning in for the first time, One with the Force is a little bit a little segment that uh, the way it works is I'm going to give a scenario, and we each are just going to pick one thing from that scenario. So normally, um, you might be like, I don't know, I'm kind of in between this one or this one. You have to choose one. <laughs> one That's me. They're talking the about force. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Um, the first uh, topic here is you enter an eating contest in the Star Wars galaxy. The prize, of course, is a brand new J-Type 327 Nubian Royal Starship. Uh, you can pick one partner to compete with you in the contest. What Star Wars character do you choose as your partner? Uh, how we normally do this on the show is the guest gets to go first. Amy, uh, yes, who are you choosing? Right. Uh, well, I feel like I got to take like the easy one. I feel like it's got to be Jabba. <laughs> like, yes. He is ready to... He might I love that. I need it. It wasn't even planned. I swear this wasn't planned. <laughs> do you have all your answers behind you? I know. I was like, yeah. Well. So I have to go with uh, Tauntaun. <laughs> wow, that's a yeah. That's um, that's got to be. If there was a draft, like that'd probably be the first pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, or at least like uh, what's it called when like 
not pick, but like seed or something. Yeah, ranking. Is that what yeah. it is? Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, John, what is your pick after Jabba the Hutt? I mean, it's, it's tough taken. To, it, yeah, it's tough to follow Jabba, but I, you got to go by how hungry this uh, person is and how much they can probably chow down. So I'm going with the Wampa uh, mm. because he was really chomping, uh, eating something while he had his other dinner, Luke, hanging in the other room, and he would just tear that thing apart. And you figure, you know, food's few and far between. He's going to show up to that contest, get a little warm, get a little get ready to loose, ready to go, and then just hammer trays of whatever that food is. So I'm going with the Wampa on, from Hoth. All right. Man, that's a good pick, too. Um, I have no clue how much either of those people's appetites are. You just imagine them to be ridiculous. <laughs> Lacey, who are you going with? So my initial reaction is to say Sarlacc pit and just push whatever oh. the, the is into the pit. That's a good one. Like, there you go, winning. <laughs> um, but if I have to pick an actual character, it definitely was Jabba because I could just see myself being like, Ugh, and just and just shoving stuff into his mouth. <laughs> That's what I would go with. <laughs> um all right so so my pick the way i picture this is i picture it's it's me and my partner and then there's han and chewy and and they're together and we're all in this thing and my partner of course is lando calrissian right (laughs) because we're gonna we're all gonna eat we're all gonna go through the pie eating or whatever we're eating right and then at the end of it han and chewy are gonna sit back and be like we won. We did it. We got the number right. And Han would have been like, "You're good, but you're but you're not good enough." You know what I mean? And he would like somehow figure out a way to win the contest by. You mean Lando? Probably. Did I? Who did you I said say? Han. You said Han. Oh, Han. Yeah. No, Lando. Yeah. Is going to say, "You're good. You played me, but you're not good enough." And and somehow lay out some way that we won the contest, and Han's just going to be sitting there. Wait, is Lando, is Lando using like wrong. a fake mouth and the food's going somewhere else? I don't know. I don't know what he did, Lando. but he won. He won. <laughs> and now and now we're going to have a brand new J-Type 327 Nubian Royal Starship to sit next to our Millennium Falcon and uh, what is it? Th- uh, are, VCX 300. Yeah, you guys have quite the fleet. Cheaters. Heck yeah. Mm. All right. All right. Next question. Until I shove Lando uh, into the Sarlacc pit. And then and there you <laughs> have it. Yeah, exactly. He's also in the eating contest. Right. All right. Um, I'm I'm not going to read th- this as it's written because uh, I disagree with it, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> John, John came up with the question. He says, the Oscars need to change things up a bit and have a most fun scene ever most category. Most fun scene ever. <laughs> yeah. Which is really absolutely official. ridiculous. <laughs> but let's say they did do that, right? Uh, they came up with the most fun scene ever category. Uh, what scene from all Star Wars would you submit for consideration uh, that would have the best chance at winning um, some hardware, as he puts it. Um, Can you just hold on Imagine Robert sure. De Niro getting up there being like, this is the award for the most fun scene ever. Yeah. And or, the nominees are... Or like a stuffier actor. Not most fun scene. Most fun scene ever. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ever. You like it once. <laughs> not this year. It's just a special award. This is yeah. an MTV award, if anything. Star Wars uh, is really trying to get back into the sinking. Oscar mix. Titanic. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Lacey, what, uh, what's your most fun scene ever? Um, Jabba's sail barge, the part where Luke is like, I'm ready to go, 
given the sign to R2 and the the whole battle scene of the Sarlacc pit. That's, that's like a good prime idea. Star Wars for me. I almost that's a good pick. I know. I almost picked what I picked for what I would show a new person, which was the TIE fighter chase scene, the Kessel run in Solo. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is just prime Star Wars for me. Yeah. I like Mm. everyone's involved. You got Leia on the deck. You got Luke doing his thing with the lightsaber. The music is what gets it for me. Yeah. They're like, dun, dun. Yeah. And it's like that team effort. Like the whole, Mm -hmm. whole, everyone playing a part. Yeah. All right, Amy, what's your pick? What do you think? So that was one of the ones that I wrote down, but I think that the one that I have to go with when I was really, really thinking about like pure fun, like what makes me like laugh and just be joyful every time I see it, because it's just ridiculous, is uh, Yodo Dooku battling it out in Attack of the Clones. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Hmm. Flipping around. Yep. That's pure ridiculousness, but also cool. Uh, So that's my pick. When I saw that in the theater, uh, my reaction was obnoxious i i was like jumping out of my seat seeing because i never in my mind would have imagined yoda doing the things that they had him do yeah i mean i I remember the audience reaction was huge i mean it was like i mean it they just went insane like when he like moves his robe and the lightsaber he grabs it yeah and then he's like you know got his cane at the end and he's like no 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 like i'm so sore now like (laughs) that really took it out of me yeah took it out of me that did whatever you would say yeah (laughs) <laughs> took it out of me that did <laughs> I think John's gonna write the next from a certain point of view story. there we go let's go let's change it up the title right. for most taken out of me that did scene ever yeah uh, John what is your pick for most fun scene ever so I had a call I was definitely eyeing the Jabba um, the execution scene over you knew Sarlacc. I was gonna pick that yeah Obviously. so I'm actually gonna go with um there was the other two options were the um, escape from the Death Star in A New Hope with Han and Luke knocking down the the ties. But I'm go- actually going to go with uh, the Kessel Run and Solo. Yes. So um, just you know, again, you know, I something about Star Wars that really gets me the most when it comes to like the fun stuff is the teamwork. And you have Han and Chewie piloting. Obviously, L3 is in the computer. Han, uh, Lando's doing his thing. Kira's doing her part, communicating back and forth. You've you got, got needles Beckett, dead. You got Beckett hurting his thumbs, doing the coaxium, like the whole thing. And they're flipping and, and they're hitting the TIE fighter into the wall. Great shot, buddy. Great move. And like, mm. all the, it's so, it's such a Star Wars scene. And I think because it's it was built up in our heads for so many years, what is the Kessel run? What is this going to be? They had to <laughs> nail it and they freaking did. And it's just such, and it has the music from Empire, like in it going through. It's so good. It's just such a great scene. And I always have a smile on my face when I watch it every time. Uh, So I got to go with the, yeah. Makes a little too happen. I just love that he's like, I'm going to do this move. My friend Needles did it. He died. You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Which which, which was doing Yeah, but Kasdan Kasdan dropped that in as a Back to the Future reference to Flea's character, Needles. Yeah. 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 Funny. Um, yeah, this is hard because I kept thinking of I kept thinking of scenes and showing it to people who have never seen Star Wars, and I'm like, isn't this just the funnest? They're like, this is the tip top of fun, you know, <laughs> that the series has to offer. It's all downhill. Yeah, if, 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 yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't know, but um, but I tried to think of it, you know, kind of on that that curve or whatever, and um, I was also really close to that Kessel Run, man. It's just it's too too good, but. Uh, since it's been said a couple times, I think I will 
go with uh, another one, which is the Ray and Finn fighting uh, Tie Fighters in the Force Awakens. Yeah, on the Millennium so Falcon. So fun. That is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's just a it's full of a lot of excitement. Obviously, you're up, you're down. You don't know if they're going to get away. I mean, you know they're going to get away, but you don't know like how or maybe you know maybe in some sense they they do crash, they get caught, you know, or something like that. You know, they're not going to die. My favorite but... is when she goes, "Get ready," and he goes, "Yeah, get sure. ready for what?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he like, I think there's so many things in that with like them dipping into mm-hmm. like the crashed superstar destroyer and stuff. You're this? like, yeah. I never imagined this to exist in Star Wars, and here we are doing stuff that's just like wild and and is breaking my mind as far as um what was I almost possible, you know, in a weird way. Um, mm-hmm. that gun locking up and needing to flip it up to yeah. just oh fire it the right way. Switches. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Uh, it's it's all good, you know, and also just the 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 sense of nostalgia when it comes to like Finn sitting in the gun and being like, all right, I'm gonna make this thing work. You know, <laughs> right. it calls back to a couple different scenes and stuff. So, um, yep, that's that one. Good one. Um, I hope uh, that Oscars doesn't that segment doesn't get cut for time or something. <laughs> the most fun scene ever. Yeah. Ever ever. <laughs> all right. Well, we don't usually do this on one with the force. Um, but it was a good Twitter question, uh, and so we figured we kind of work it in here. And the the question was actually from Pedro Pedro Grigas, yeah, Gring, at Grigas, Pedro yeah. Grigas, yeah. Um, so thanks for the submission there. Um, he they wanted to know name one way the prequel trilogy made the original trilogy better for you, and one way it made them worse. So this is kind of a <laughs> twofold question um john we're going first with you on this one um better is just the um way palpatine took power i think that is uh, a brilliantly um uh, constructed story by george lucas that really mm-hmm. uh, was believable and how he weaseled his way up the chain and manipulated people who were vulnerable in certain spots and um, how he became this emperor because in the original trilogy, just like, Oh, that, oh, he's the emperor. That's all we need to know. He's the guy. But then like seeing him and using the same actor too really makes that continuity work. Um, mm-hmm. And like, just how like they faithfully got that to work because I forget the casting director's name from return of the Jedi who casted him at 35 years old. Like they, that's a gold mine for George Lucas 16 just years luck. later. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, we have this guy and he's the exact age. Like George Lucas is like, I'm a genius. It's like, well, you got lucky, George. But And so, uh, and then the for me, the worst though is, I hate to say it, people are going to get mad at me, but having C-3PO and R2 I in the prequels at this. all uh, <laughs> is a big problem for me. Just because I'm mad you have at to explain. You. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I, I know. thought you were going to say him building C-3PO. That's what I, I thought. I, it's just say. like, there's so much you have to then overlook in the original trilogy like why doesn't this person recognize him how come this person doesn't recognize him how come he doesn't remember this how come this, he doesn't you know it's it just it, it was a fan service thing to me George looks like oh well I can't bring back the humans because uh, they weren't around then or I can't you know de-age them or whatever let me bring the droids in and then we're gonna bring Chewie in and blah, blah, blah. but I think just them being there throughout that whole thing and I know the whole you know R2 with the wills and I get that but uh, it just I wish he made the harder choice of not including them. And I know that's an unpopular opinion, but for me, that's just for yeah. me. All right, Lacey, what, what are your two picks? In one with the force. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
the tough one is the worst for you because I can't honestly think of something that's made worse for me. Um, I'm going to start with what's made it better. Uh, the background information about uh, Kenobi and his life and his relationship with Qui-Gon Jinn and how he worked with Anakin and knew Anakin because in the original trilogy, obviously, he's like, oh, I knew your father. And then you learn the background. So that made the original trilogy better for me. Worse? I I honestly don't really know. Um, I probably should have given this more thought. I, I don't know if anything's made worse for me. I don't know if it's like, mm, yeah, I don't have one, honestly. I can't think of anything that's worse besides like him building C-3PO is the one thing that I'm like, that's a little weird. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I, uh, I, I'm going to let Amy go and I'll go last on this one, but I I thought it was kind of odd because I found the exact opposite to be true. I could think of a ton that made the original trilogy worse. Oh, really? But I was having a hard time coming up with something that really, like, truthfully made it better. Maybe I'll think um, of something. Amy, Amy, what do you got? So for the better, it's similar to what Lacey was saying, but really seeing Anakin and Obi-Wan and their relationship, like, seeing it grow, seeing it go through the different phases, I thought then made the, their battle in A New Hope. Like, that whole scene is so different to me now mm-hmm. like that's that that pick. really just like it you know like it's just and you like you i i always think like oh my gosh like it was always sad but like now there's just so much emotion so much history behind it that like i feel like that was really the uh the best thing i think the like i'm not really sure i'm kind of with lacy too i don't know if anything is worse but like my biggest issue with the prequels is the lack of women and how Padme went from like super strong, like arguably main character in the family. Yes, Menace that's it. Yes, to, yes. Like anxious, pregnant, sad woman who was like all by her alone and just yeah. died because she like you know like for no really good reason. Like I feel like that. Then I don't have any kind of issue about. I, I never really worry about them breaking canon. Like I don't. I don't have time for that. I can't. I can't take on that. Like I just like it. Like so it doesn't bother me. Like in Return of the Jedi, when like you know she, like Leia talks about seeing her mom and that she died. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't. It, that doesn't bother me that it's a canon thing. But it kind of bothers mm-hmm. me that that Padme was just kind of taken out the way that she was. And so when I see the prequels, like and I think about it, and I do obviously just because of my three sixty five project, think about how women are represented in there. Like that always you know, it bothers me. It bothers me that there's female Jedi and they don't talk like, and it bothers me how Padme was, all of her good stuff was cut out of Revenge of the Sith. A hundred percent. We actually did a a commentary for Attack of the Clones. And one of the things I said was like, I don't understand how she went from the beginning of the movie being this like strong government official to being like, no, I'm not interested in you at all. This is weird to being like, okay, I guess I love you. And I'm like, wait, how did you get from point A to point B so quickly? Well, I think it's all like kind of valid, but like there isn't like, you know, those deleted scenes in Attack of the Clones explain so much. And like you only showed part of her when there was like, she's so much more of a full rounded character, even from what George created, but you just, Mm -hmm. he just cut out the most, to me, the most, you know, interesting things about her. A hundred percent. I agree with you. That's it. That's my answer. So (laughs) real quick to, um, not thwart the direction here, but so does, do you, does it hurt you knowing that Leia's only memory of her mother is that she was sad? Well, I mean, I don't even know because I like, to me, like that just doesn't even make sense anymore. And so like, I think that that's kind of like a false memory of Briha, like, you know, maybe like, I mean, oh, okay. just because, I mean, she obviously can't have a memory of, of, of Padme. That's what I think too. Uh, yeah. And so like, it, you know, it definitely just makes me sad that, it makes me sad that I think that it was a, I don't like it when female characters get killed off just to have a man do something. 
um, like, you know, just to promote like some sort of journey for him. Like, I don't think that she had to die. Like, and so I wish that she would not have. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think we had a discussion once what would have happened if she survived. It led to interesting possibilities. One of the coolest pieces of concept art is the one where she has the twins on her back and she has like a knife. And I was like, hells yeah, I'm all for this bad guy. It was a concept art? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I always kind of took the idea that, you know, like, what does she remember of her mother? She says images, really. And then they, in one of the comics, they have Leia, like, see a giant image of her, like, like a painting or a piece of Mm -hmm. art. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, I think they're just playing with the idea of what she remembers is images because everything they have are like holograms. So an image to her would be like a piece of art that's like something physical. So I think they're playing off the ideas like pictures, really. Like, I don't don't remember her person, but I remember seeing pictures or images of with her. all the stuff that they've been doing. Like, I think I that it's very realistic that we're going to find out that some handmaidens went to Alderaan and served, you know, Briha to kind of like watch over the child of Padme. Like, I think that there's so much, you know, of the of the handmaidens kind of coming around and like mm-hmm. being yeah, involved. Like, I wonder if like you know we'll end up seeing that like handmaiden like was able to tell her about her mom too. Like, I mean, I think mm-hmm. they've opened oh, up a cool. lot of really interesting. Uh, things about yeah. it, which I think is nice just because I think that, you know, Padme, like the handmaidens weren't even a big deal, like in Revenge of the Sith, which is another one. I right. love that movie, but like it's one of my beasts with the films is that I was just like, where, you know, why is she talking to C3PO? Like, right. <laughs> she has all yeah. of these women that work for her. Like, where are they? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, so on 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 mine, really quick, <laughs> I guess get back on the train of what we're doing one with the force or whatever. Mine, um, See, see, I'm listening to some of your guys's and, and it, it all it all kind of feels like things we liked about the prequels and things we didn't like about the prequels. And I was really stuck on like how these things affected the original trilogy for me, um, which is why I was kind of like, um, I'll, I'll say my good one, for, for instance, uh, was the fact that they did Order 66 and uh, how they executed all of that. No pun intended, um, because <laughs> to me, nice. I feel like that when you watch the original trilogy, there always was something cold about like before the dark times, before the empire. And you kind of just like make up this idea of like what happened. But I think order 66 and the way that it was done, um, elevated that so that when you watch the original trilogy and you hear him talk about those, that, that event or when all that went down, you, you are better now for having seen it take place. Um, hmm. because the prequels did it and did it the way that they did it, the original trilogy has now been elevated and it becomes a better movie because of that. Um, on the other end of that spectrum, I find it I find it a lot easier to think like how did the prequels kind of mess with and potentially taint your thoughts on the original trilogy were really easy. And I don't even necessarily believe this i almost even had this in my good category for me personally but just to give an example like midi-chlorians like people like just because that exists people are like that ruined the original star wars for me um i don't necessarily believe that but i think it's a good example of how sometimes the the prequel movies did something that kind of changed people's perspective on you know, now when Obi-Wan's telling you about the force or when Yoda's telling you about the force, you're picturing it differently and it wasn't for the better. It didn't elevate the movie. Well, do you have one um, for you then? 
Like you're you're throwing out a devil's advocate there, but is there one where no, you're I like no, because I th- I think my my time here to speak is to say that I think there were a lot of things about the prequels that in generally it didn't it didn't meet the level of what people expected out of the original trilogy. So it is kind of hard to come up with like specific things that actually elevated it, which is why I put more on the emphasis. If I found one, I think it was order 66 Hmm. really did a great job of making the original trilogy better. Um, but let's move on to that last question. Um, the high Republic is set to debut in January. What is one thing you hope to take, uh, to take away from this new set of literary releases is uh an unexplored era from star wars canon um so we're getting ready to head into the crazy wild high republic era and uh if you could pick one thing that we hope we take away from what this inevitably becomes what would that one thing be um lacy i'm gonna start with you on this one what do you think uh more strong women jedi to to love you know, right now we really only have some from the prequels and really Ray. So I'm just really looking forward to all these other women characters that are coming out, um, like Avar Chris and stuff. Like I'm really excited to see what her character does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. Um, John, what do you think? I um, a freshness. Uh, I, you know, we keep hearing these things like, oh, well, we're going to tell these new stories. And then there's always the pull back to like some kind of connectivity. Like we're going to have all these cameos in Mando now. Um, Yoda. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so they're bringing in Yoda. So I hope they don't, they didn't go through too many like rewrites or stuff where they're like, well, we got to like wedge more stuff in to bring in general audience. I hope they just keep their foot down and say, well, we may not sell a billion of these books, but these are going to be stories. that are going to be like, this is this era. This isn't like Star Wars taking place here. This is like, this is what's going on. And I hope the Jedi, we get a different vibe from the Jedi than even like Qui-Gon and when the Jedi were still at the top of their game in in the prequels. I want a different vibe completely from the Jedi so I have a new understanding of what they were at their height. So I I hope it's just something fresh. I guess, I don't know if that's a general term, but yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Um, for me, real quick, I, I think my answer is going to just be camaraderie. So I, I would like to see more people get invested in the books and the stories that are involved around the books. I feel like pretty often when we have new novels and junior novels and things like that that come out, there's only a certain group of people that will take the dive into it and and fit it into the canon and uh, have a discussion about it. Um, Like we do regular resistance broadcast episodes and then we do book discussion episodes and the book discussion episodes never hit those numbers because there's only a core group of people who are even going that deep into it anyway. Um, I would hope that if there was any possibility that the high Republic could do it, it will do it um, that it could somehow break down that wall and be like, if you're ever going to get into the books, don't worry about the other stuff get into these books. We're really proud of this era. We're really proud of the stories that we're telling. We really think it's a good thing. Um, and good or bad, let's, let's have the discussion. I just hope that more people get involved. That would be my, my takeaway. Um, Amy, Amy, take us home. What do you, what do you think? What's your one? So hope? I feel like my answer is super nerdy, uh, but it's just cause I like, but like, I, I know that the Nile are like going to be like the baddies and I'm excited to like learn more about the Nile, but like, I really just want to learn more about like, Jedi and Sith lore and like 
know, under, understand what the Jedi understand about the Sith. I think that like as far back as we've gone, I really, really loved uh, Kevin Scott's Dooku Jedi Lost. I loved all the yeah, stuff about say. like I that that was like a dream for me. I was so excited about it. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm excited that he's you know such a big part of this. Uh, this era but like understanding like all of the artifacts and all of like the different stuff like how much were they you know i think that yoda comes off so poorly in that story because <laughs> he's just like no no it's fine it's fine the Sith, it's fine it's in the past and i'm curious of like they're never gonna bother yeah, no, i was like ever. like it's gonna be fine yeah Great but call, uh, yeah it's like he's like with his coffee mug like it's fine it's fine but, uh, <laughs> So just understanding more of like the history of the Jedi. And I'm hoping that I, I would be shocked if the Sith aren't in there a little bit. And especially as they go on, like understanding a little bit more of like their in- past interactions. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good answer. Like well, you know, as we're sitting here talking about the High Republic, we have an entire discussion Ooh. to get to. And John is going to take us right into it. What's up, John? Love the like the segues, right? <laughs> Obi-Wan once thought as you do. So this week's discussion, uh, the High Republic expectations. So uh, Star Wars kind of flipped the script here where for the first time ever, they're kicking off an era with literary releases and hope to eventually, and they haven't officially said this, they've actually said the opposite. They said they're not, but I imagine they would like to see this become successful where they can expand upon this into other mediums and maybe do some live action, some animation and stuff in this era uh, if they find that it's picking up steam. So um, I find it interesting. I've had my theories about this, that maybe they were supposed to be connected to those Benioff and Wise movies who they claimed that their movies were taking place 200 years before the prequels. And that's exactly when this is taking place. This project has been delayed a little bit because they backed out. So that's, again, you know, my tinfoil hat uh, theory. But here we are. We're kicking off a new era in Star Wars with books and comics. It's uh, the first time they're doing it. James, like you said, maybe that's a clean slate for people who feel overwhelmed where they can be like, all right. I can start here with this crawl and page one. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, So I I just wanted to maybe have a discussion on what the realistic expectations are and maybe what we as fans, uh, especially, you know, you, Amy, I know you wanted to talk about the High Republic. So, well, like, let's start with you. What are your expectations for this era? Where do you do you see a ceiling with the High Republic? And where do you see this era going? Uh, So anything you want to talk about with it, just have, have at it. I, I was really surprised that they went only went 200 years back. I really thought that they probably would go further out. And to me, that's a definite sign yeah. that with live action that they're saving it for that. Like I imagine that, that like that they're doing that. I wonder if they're going to kind of try to have like High Republic 200 years to Phantom Menace and just really allow their publishing books and comics to expand those 200 years. Um, yeah. One of my concerns, I like the, like. I'm concerned that people are going to be turned off that like, they're going to be like, Oh, well I'll read the adult novel, but I'm not going to read the YA or I'm not going to read the middle grade or I'm not going to read the comics. And I think what's nice is that I don't think you have to, like, it's not like it's one, two, three, four, five, and you have to read them in order. Mm-hmm. Like my understanding is that you can really kind of take what you want, uh, you know, which is great, but I would really encourage people to not be turned off by, um, Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, it's middle grade. Like that's like for tiny kids. Like, why would I read that? And it's not like, I mean, it's like, it's aimed at different ages, which I think is nice, but like all of them, if you enjoy star Wars movies, like you enjoy kid stuff, like you already do. Right. So like, I mean, you <laughs> like, don't get turned, you know, like, you know, and I think that, you know, for some people, this might be their first experience reading comics. Like there are a lot of people who just feel overwhelmed by the comics, don't know where to start. 
and this might be an interesting time for them to kind of come into it. Uh, when James was talking, I also think that like when I do the 365 Star Wars women post, a lot of times I'll run into a really interesting female character and like she's in one book or she's in one comic arc mm. and you never see her again. And then you get another interesting character and like maybe they're in a video game in one book, but like that's it. And I really want to see more interconnectivity. I want to see different authors get a chance to write different characters and see them at different parts of their lives and really just kind of not be so concerned about the good guys and the bad guys, but just like mm -hmm. everyone's kind of struggle in here. Like I I'm, I'm really fascinated with more and more star Wars stories that are experiencing like the gray, not necessarily the great Jedi, which, you know, I know right. everyone's excited about the great Jedi, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but just, you know, people who are trying to figure out like, where is my place in this universe? What do I do? Like, you know, so, right. you know, like, and not just have Jedi and Sith, but like, who are all the other people like, you know, in between have more archivists that's all i want oh, <laughs> you yeah. there you go. yeah who was jocasta new 200 years before jocasta new <laughs> right who was the yeah right who jocasta new <laughs> oh, oh no, no one jocasta oh, new i get it yeah not bad, not bad. <laughs> uh so no i i i definitely think that the that in in today's marvel world they somehow like reinvigorated this idea that you want to see everybody's story and then see all those stories kind of come together and, and how they all fit together. And then after that initial like Avengers story, you just started seeing like a movie that had these two characters and how they buddied up. And then you saw a movie that had these two characters. Now they buddied up and stuff. And it all kind of just got so interconnected uh, all leading up to specifically Endgame, But I think like because we got that and people reacted really well to that, we generally kind of now are looking at our Star Wars was like, why isn't our Star Wars like that? Um, and I think with the the movies, they generally were trying to stay on track with how Star Wars has always been told. But when it comes to something smaller like this, like the High Republic stuff, these authors are probably considering their properties more like comics have always kind of treated characters like th this character can exist in this book, but they are also going to exist in all these other pieces of property in a little way. And that type of stuff is the, the things that I think has been getting the nerds excited for a long time, for decades. Like they like to see how things are connected and put together and they're willing to pay for those things like if i really like one of these characters i might be interested in checking out some of these other books even where they're like subsequent or background is just so much as they show up in this like i think there's a small percentage of people who are buying squadrons just because harrison doula was in the trailer and they're like now i gotta know i gotta know what she's doing because i loved this other property with her in it um so I I I, hmm. I think that High Republic could potentially be that. Um, we just gotta, I, and I think that clashes against. Even though even though that's the idea of where the canon books are, is they all fit in and they're all connected to the larger canon. The books don't really always connect with themselves unless they're sequels. I find it very rare that like Alexander Free would have a character that was in Chuck Wendig's aftermath, not, you know what I mean? And they're very, they're swapping back and forth between the books. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. 
Um, hmm. but it hopefully will in the higher public stuff. I don't know. Am I crazy? Is is anyone thinking it isn't that at all? I don't. I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. No, I think that that's the point of it is just to have like, here's a world that we're going to play around in and it's going to be more interconnected. And it's not a, I think a lot of people think of the Star Wars books as like, oh, that's just like filling in a gap, like, or it's giving a backstory or yeah. it's giving an explanation. And I mean, a lot of times it is, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Like it can still be a really, really good story, but some of them, they're like, oh, I don't want to read like a tie-in. Like, I want to read something original. I want to read something, you know, new and different. Like, I want to see something different. And I think that because, you know, because it's so far off from the Skywalker saga, like that really, you're just dropping a whole bunch of baggage, you know? Like, I would assume Palpatine isn't alive, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like unless like there's something- Oh yeah? But, uh, <laughs> that, that's what we said going into the sequel trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that you can just see a whole bunch of interactions that you haven't seen. And, you know, I think the idea of like one big tragedy, like, I think that like the interesting, them taking so much time to talk about like hyperspace and like hyperspace lanes and like, how does that all happen? I have always kind of taken that for granted that in Star Wars, people could just go wherever they wanted for the most part. Um, yeah. Solo talked a little bit about like, no, 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 like, you know, like it's a little bit hard to get there, you know, like, and I think that that's kind of, you know, interesting. I don't know if you guys read the, um, I was not, I've read all the Thrawn books. The, the first three Thrawn books I thought were like, were fine. Like I enjoyed them, but like, I adored the, like the first one of the like the like Thrawn chaos yes. because I also yeah, felt chaos, like it was chaos rising. far enough away from the movies and the tea and the and the thing that it was really its own little thing and it did start to connect a little bit and kind of made references but I felt like it gave me a whole new part of the Star Wars universe that I didn't have access to, to before um, and I really like I loved it like I I absolutely I, I was shocked that i loved it so much like because i'm a sucker like i like most star wars like i mean i pretty, <laughs> like have, i'm gonna yeah, is, i think is there has there been a star wars book and maybe you don't want to go on record on this but you don't have to say what it is have you read any star wars canon novels where you were like that was a rough one i never could get into twilight company um which is interesting because, uh, and I had, I, I think I've started it twice and just never could get into it. And I'm not sure if it's really the book or if it's uh, me that like the, the, the timing of like whatever, but like, I'll tell you that like, Alpha, <laughs> so I love Alphabet Squadron and Shadowfall, like love mm -hmm. them, love them. Can't wait for like the last one. Uh, and I know that he, ha he Alexander Fried also wrote the novelization to Rogue One, which I think is one of the only yeah, yeah. Can't, I think that's one of the only ones that I still haven't read, um, mm -hmm. but there's and there's certainly there are several Star Wars books that just really weren't for me. Like I couldn't like get into them, um, mm -hmm. but but for the most part, I can you know find something that I like about them. And that's good. Yeah, that's cool. So Lacey, so you and I a year ago were at <laughs> New York Comic Con and the publishing panel was kicking off, and everybody was like, "This is it." They're going right. to debut all yeah. of it. Do you remember? Like, yeah. you remember that? Remember, like, yeah. Yeah. I do. We were, uh, we actually had to like chill out and wait to get a spot because it was so full because people yeah. were so positive they were going to announce something. Um, like the whole Project Luminous thing, right? Yeah. Or whatever it was called. They kept then, yeah. teasing it. Yeah. Project Luminous. They kept teasing it and teasing it and teasing it. And then basically we got in the room and then they were like, surprise, it's coming in January. And we were like, what? Um, <laughs> 
They announced another event. Yeah, sure. yeah. They, it was like a trailer for a trailer. Like when they put those out, sometimes they're like coming tomorrow, and it's like two seconds of a trailer, and you're like, so this is a trailer for a trailer, which is a commercial for a product. Oh, okay. Um, no, but I, I don't. I you know we've had our theories, John. You you brought it up yourself of like where this fit into the Star Wars plan for content and live action and comics and books and was there a bigger picture? We'll probably never know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I think I've said this before. I'm someone that kind of feeds off of others' energy and, and being excited about things and no one can doubt that these authors are so excited about this project and have been working so hard about what's coming out and everything that's going on and just seeing that and seeing the way they're reacting to it and how excited they are even back at new york comic-con last year um you can't help but be excited yourself for what's to come and and what kind of cool stuff they could be doing um because they had that whole video piece with doug chang and all this other stuff that you're just like okay what does it all mean Mm -hmm. um i think the thing i'm most excited for is going off of what john said earlier which is like the freshness idea and kind of what Amy was saying is like, there's no Skywalkers. Like we're away from there. We're not doing that. This is something completely different in the sense that it's those characters aren't involved, but it's still Jedi and bad guys and good guys and that kind of thing. Um, that still kind of rings true to what star Wars is. Um, but I'm just really, really pumped to meet new characters because you know, like Amy was saying, you meet new characters and all these different pieces of content and then they don't never like they never go anywhere you want to be invested right so like this is a whole new thing where you're getting a bunch of characters that are across multiple pieces of content and multiple things so that you can get as invested or maybe not as invested as you want but there's still stuff there which is exciting to me yeah I mean, it's it's smart too because it's like Amy you said you you know if you don't want to read uh DJ Older's comics, you don't have to. But if you know that YA this... books are usually really good, by the way. Just saying that. Yeah. Right. But, and, and, and you know, he he's apparently doing some of the Yoda stuff they revealed, so that might mm-hmm. entice people to want to get into that. But mm-hmm. you know, my two things here is uh, you know, I do get overwhelmed with the amount of comics. So when you brought that up, Amy, that like hit me right here. Like my anxiety <laughs> for like keeping up because the only way I really keep up is the the reviews, the spoiler reviews that our team does on Star Wars News Day. Like I like read those to keep up you know i have you know the baby at home we have you know another one coming like it's it's crazy like i i don't i don't always find time to do that and knowing when they come out like i don't know how people do it i really don't so that part of like they're starting new in this era and if you want to read these six they're going to be there and you can read them i like that um but but and then i like also what you brought up about how they can use this block if they aren't going to expand upon them with other mediums and just say this is going to be uh, a nice 200 year chunk of canon that they could do with the uh, the literary where you can like if there's a you know the 15 year old jedi who's like ahead of the game and she's you know uh the hermione of as the author described it of this group where she's like that's what they said at the panel. That no, she's I know. Like, I just, I love that. She's well ahead of the pack and she's going to be like the best Jedi. Like we could see her at age 60 in a, in a future book. And I think that's interesting because then you could see that character kind of go through their prime, their post prime, their regrets, mistakes, stuff like that in a way that is all done now where everyone's starting on page one. Whereas, you know, with the Luke thing, people are like, well, I had this idea painted in my head what Luke was going to be when he was 65 and it didn't work out that way. Now it's like, 
we're all going on that path together and you can't project because we're all going to get that uh, in the same way. So I, I find all that stuff interesting. Well, I think um, what you're talking about too is that like it's not something that's going to be super, I don't think, spoiler heavy. Like I think it's more of a long-term thing that people can get invested in. It's not more like I'm going to read this book really fast. Like, I mean, I've sometimes right. read Star Wars books way too fast just because I was just like, because I want to not avoid Twitter for like, you know, the time oh, that I'm sure. reading it, you know, like, and then it's like, it takes all the fun out of it. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. But like, you know, I do try to avoid some spoilers. Some of them I don't, but like, if you can really like feel like it's a long-term thing, like you're going on this journey and it's not about like a reveal or like what happened, like short term, it's just more something you can kind of like have to look forward to for a considerable amount of time. Right. Yeah. Do you guys just, just to pop off of what I was saying earlier about the, I hope people get involved in this. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you think this is going to bring in new people? I real quick, because before, Earlier today, I reached out to like 10 people I know who consider themselves Star Wars fans. Like they've watched every movie. They love The Mandalorian. They're not diehards like us. They're not podcasting about Star Wars, but they are legitimate Star Wars fans. They have t-shirts. They go to all the movies. They watch the shows. They have toys. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They have the toys. Nine of them never heard of The High Republic. Never even heard of it. And the other one said he thought that was um, Amidala's era. And it was, you know, men, women, 10 people. It's, it was like, it wasn't shocking to me, but it was surprising that they were like, never heard of it. I have to Google it and look it up. So I don't know if they're, if Disney and Lucasfilm Press are like, this is for our niche audience. We're not looking to reel people in. We just want to feed the people who love it. And maybe that's a good thing because maybe then you're not trying to fan service the heck out of this thing and, and bring in a bunch of Yoda's. Well, it could and, be something and, that just grows naturally too. Like, right. I think that you know, like yeah. two of the books are coming out on the same day. And then I know, I think Claudia Gray's is coming out in February. It could be more of like a slow burn and, you know, people, and I think that there's a lot of people who, you know, are still very bitter about, you know, the legends in the extended universe who like, oh, I feel yeah. like mm -hmm. I, I've seen like chatter from people who still seem quite bitter about all of that, who are like, but I'm going to try this because it reminds me of, of, that. of stuff that happened in Legends. And it's oh, kind of like cool, a fresh yeah. start. It's kind of like, well, like it's still Disney, but like, I'm still gonna, I wonder if Do those you... people are gonna be more, you know, they didn't buy the tie-ins to the Rise of Skywalker. They didn't buy the right. tie-ins to like all these other things, but maybe they would buy um, those. I always wonder what the Thrawn books, like if this, it, like what that is about, like who are, like obviously they're selling really well because like it's like starting their next like trilogy. So it must do well for them. We're giving another no, one. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Do it again. Uh, yeah. I think that Timothy Zahn still being the guy has made the EU fans be like, I will read those because it's Timothy Zahn. if it was anyone else, they would, there'd be boycotts, they'd be burning them. Do you think that a lot of Charles Soule comics fans are going to read his book though? Because like, I wonder like, cause like, his comics have been so amazing and like so well received. I mm -hmm. think that him having like the book that kicks it off is brilliant. And all that having Claudia Gray in there. I, I, I really like, I, like all five of those authors, like I was super excited about all of them. Like I've interviewed yeah. most of them. Mm -hmm. They're also all really nice. I've interviewed all of them, but one now, <laughs> like, so I feel like they're all super nice, which I appreciate quite frankly, because you need they're your last infinity always stone. Nice. Come on. Uh, <laughs> But I know, yeah, like, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll get the, the last one. <laughs> right, the last one. <laughs> I don't know what the crossover is for, like, people who read comics, but then they're like, nah, I don't really do the books, you know, or something like that. 
I, I feel like if you are reading Star Wars comics, you'd probably be open to reading one of the books as well. Um, and and probably vice versa. Like if you're into the books, like I would imagine you would de- probably dabble in the comics as well. I guess yeah. I'm just trying to think like it's so weird to me. Like I feel like they're giving us a lot of information on characters and stuff that's going on. It almost feels like if they were if they were pitching Star Wars to me, I feel like they're they're pitching who Luke is, who Han is, who Leia is, who background character is. Like they set up the whole world. They've set up all the ships. Like they they've set up all this stuff. And I'm like, I just want to see the movie. I feel like right now we're in this point where like it's gonna hit, and then they're gonna be like, they're all out, all of them. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just going to flood everybody with stuff. And I feel like they should be releasing more. We should already have some content, which we would have, right? But they need to, like, um, slow drip it to us a little bit better than I think what they're planning on doing, which is we're going to get a lot of High Republic content all at once. And I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't have a lot of confidence when it comes to the marketing of this. It's funny because I think in some cases it feels like we we often say they're building it up and they're hyping it up. And I'm like, I don't think they are. Because like what John is saying is is nine out of 10 people don't don't even know what it is. Like why, why aren't they, why aren't we seeing like how a movie would, would advertise itself? Like, um like a YouTube ad that, that has the book and it says the new novel that breaks open the new era of star Wars out this February or something like that. And it's just like a 15 second ad. You can't skip, which would cause people to be like, Oh, that's sweet. But we're not going to see that. feels like the, the only people who are aware of this are people on Twitter and people who follow star Wars.com or news around sites that cover star Wars news. I still think they have a couple months, though. Like, I think that it's not coming. I mean, everything was so many things in publishing were delayed. This was delayed. I I think it was supposed to be August. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big delay. Mm -hmm. Like, are they going to have those ads in The Mandalorian? Like, are they going to like at the beginning or the end? Like, are they going to have I mean, because I honestly don't feel like I know about a lot of books before they come out. Like, I know very little about book marketing. But like, no, that, that's what know, I'm saying. Like, so like, I, I don't I'm really know. I can't compare too. it to other, you know, things. Um, right. And so I do, but I do want, like, they did make like a, a bit of a trailer, which I haven't seen since they first did it. Like, it, it's unfortunate that it's been dragged out so long. Like I was super like annoyed by how long the project luminous to like the high Republic reveal was. Oh, I was like, yeah. I think yeah, I had yeah. actually muted it because I was just like, I, I like, it's too long. I, I don't like teases. And so like, I was just like, I'm excited for it, but like, I just need you to tell right. me what it is. You mean you don't um, like gifts that have no context that people just put out that they're like, <laughs> no, every time <laughs> everyone's my like, people. I have really exciting news, but I can't tell you. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. good for you you know like, like tell me tomorrow. now i want to know what it is and i have anxiety about it even though you've told yeah. me it's good right. news like no. you know like, even the yeah. even the new york comic-con panel that was you know before recently and th- there were so many things that were questions that were like what characters are you excited about and they're like well we can't talk about them but there's one in this person's novel that you want to keep an eye on and it's like okay you just tell me i don't yeah. I don't get do you, it. Do what's you think the like what, what's the again the, the the word expectation like 
I, I, you have to imagine this idea didn't come from Disney to be like, all right, let's launch this next era in Star Wars, the biggest movie franchise of all time, and we're going to start with books. Like, I'm sure Bob Iger wasn't like, yeah, that's that's it. So this is obviously, uh, you know, Michael Siglane <laughs> and crew. Bob being like, go, books, go. Yeah, right. That'll fill my pockets. No, it, it's, a, it's Bob. He says, I bet you're wondering why I gathered you here. I have this <laughs> idea for Star Wars. <laughs> right. So, 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 you know, Michael Siglane and, and them put together the, the idea, and if it you know, my theory is not true that it wasn't supposed to be tied to those movies. I don't know. I still think it was. But uh, the expectation, are, are they hoping it to be the next Twilight, the next Harry Potter, the next Hunger Games? Like, that's lofty expectations. I don't think that that's what they think. You know, I, I think that, I, I don't know that that's the case. And, you know, Amy, you know, I think you're right in terms of, you know, books and, and marketing, because uh, I don't always see ads for books. And I, you know, I worked in publishing production for 12 years. Book marketing is usually, yeah. usually like a book trailer, a couple comic cons or conventions. I think word of, and then word of mouth tour. is like a huge yeah. thing with books. Because it's always like, oh, do you hear, yeah. I read this book, do you hear this book? And they like, gets, you know, people want to be a part of it. Like the Fifty Shades mm-hmm. of Grey thing, that thing took off just because everyone was like, I'm reading it. Secretly like, reading it? I'm on reading a train. It. But yeah, so maybe can one of these get on Oprah's book club? (laughs) Yeah, is it possible? So I don't know, like immediate bestseller. (laughs) I I guess I guess my my last question is like Amy, from your perspective, and like how you see them promoting it, and like being very like cryptic and and that sort of thing, and they are doing the all at once almost release. Like what what would you if you had to guess what their expectations are for this? Are do you think it's like big time like Twilight, Harry Potter, Hunger Games, or do you think it's more modest? Uh, let's keep it, you know, the, the diehard Star Wars fans, or do you think they would just want to, like you said, maybe see it grow organically? I think it's more modest. I think that they're releasing a whole bunch of different things. Partially, if it was all adult novels or all YA novels, I don't think they would be all like, it's like, since it's different media, I think that they think that there are some people who will take in all of it, but there are some people who are only going to go after one, like one author or another. And I feel like mm-hmm. it's, you know, I wonder if having all of it in different kind of, publishing categories is the best way to go or not. Like for me, I'm really excited about it because I don't care if it's YA and I don't care if it's adult or middle grade, but some people do like, uh, and I'm very excited about with the comics. I think it's like the slow drip of the comics where, you know, you can start from the beginning or you can just like catch up whenever you want. Um, I do wonder if they're just kind of introducing a lot of things, hoping that more people will kind of get into at least part of it and then can go back and, get it. I also wonder if some people will be confused about where to start. I think that like right. we've all, all kind of like, even though Justine Ireland's book is coming out the same day as Charles Soule's book, Charles Soule's book is kind of being pitched as like this, this is the one that introduces the great yeah. disaster. So I think it's good to give people like, here's where you start. Um, sometimes I think it's confusing when you don't, sometimes I think it's nice to know the order. Um, I think sometimes it may be, but maybe it's not, you know, like, I think that by not giving an order, they're kind of signaling to you that it doesn't matter. And if you don't read one certain thing, you're not like missing out. Cause there are certainly some people who are Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't want to see like infinity war because I have to see 20 movies before. Right. Um, Right. Even though my daughter is proof that that's not true. She like, (laughs) (laughs) she saw those movies in a bizarre order and she's only seen a few of them, but she really liked them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh you know that's teenage girls for you but <laughs> like they'll just make it work out um but i think that you know when they were looking at publishing like what can we do i think that a lot of the people in publishing like were around or were fans of star wars when like the new jedi order was out or the x-wing books were out and there were these big series and i think that they knew that there was an appetite for more of an episodic kind of you know 
thing. And so, and, and I think that just a bigger collaboration between, you know, a lot of artists. So I hope, right. I hope people are excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Sure. All I need to know is it's 200 years before the Phantom Menace. And I'm like, sold, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, and I, but like, I, somewhere I'm, new. I'm kind of ignoring, like all, not ignoring, but like all the characters, like I'm horrible with character names and remembering who anyone is me or too. anything like that. Yeah. Or even the names of these books. Like if you asked me, like, I would not know. Right. Uh, and so, so don't ask me please. But uh, <laughs> I'm kind of like, I think it's fun to see kind of like some familiar names and everything like that. But like, I'm not really, I'm not spending time understanding who these characters are. Like sure. I did a 365 post about Ava, Ava Chris, so I know a little bit about her, but that's it. You know, like I, I don't, right. mm-hmm. the, the other ones I'm just going to wait to, you know, figure out when I read this stuff. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you said it perfectly. You, you said, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this and I hope other people are excited for this. That's where I came from on the, my other answer. It's where I've been coming here. I think my, my biggest takeaway from this entire discussion is now I'm starting to think, yo, you need to figure out how to market books differently, <laughs> specifically to this audience. Cause I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, Amy, that, you know, every not the Thrawn chaos rising book is great. And, people really aren't reading it. Like you kind of have to really convince them to be like, look, it's this other area over here. It's taking place. You can start with that one. It's, it's the beginning of this really cool trilogy. It's going to pay off because the other books have paid off and it's just, it, there's so much going for it. And yet still people aren't checking it out. And that's what scares me about the high Republic. I want to see, I want to click on a video, like a, a, a nerdy video or Star Wars video or whatever it is. And I want to see an ad for this book pop up and I want regular people to go, oh, that's sweet. That looks cool. And them to say like, it's a new journey. It's a new thing. Get started with this book. It comes out this day, the High Republic and show like some of these images of the people with the medieval looking lightsabers and stuff. It's like, I think just if more people were aware of it and it's probably has to do with like, posters and in stores that aren't barnes and nobles you know like put do marketing elsewhere and get it in front of people and i think youtube is a good example of that like audible should be pushing these you know like it should have mark thompson doing character voices and you can hear them and then they they advertise that it comes in hardcover and in audio form you know and stuff like yeah, that i still and think we're just getting like the, the drip drip i think that like there's still a couple months and so i think that they, they yeah but that's never taken place though it's not taking it has, place for any it of has the taken place but i do think that this is a bigger thing that they probably do have a bigger budget to do that although this is and that's such why a this is our expectations i want too. that to be the case yeah, no, yeah so i hope that i hope oh, that, that is the case too i would love to see like I hadn't thought of it before, but like the idea of like having like a trailer, like at the beginning of the end of like a Mandalorian episode, like I really hope that that would be amazing. Uh, I'm with you though with Chaos Rising. Like, I think that there's a lot of people who really didn't like the first three Thrawn books. That was kind of an interesting thing. Like they didn't care about Thrawn. They thought Thrawn was annoying and he was obnoxious because he's just like, oh, you're like figuring out all these things. Congratulations. You know, like, I mean, I know a lot of people who don't like Thrawn. I know a lot of people who love Thrawn. I've heard of Sherlock too. (laughs) I know a lot of people who also love Thrawn. Uh, I like, I liked the first book, like Alliances, I liked quite a bit. Like Treason, I didn't like at all. Like, and I don't know what that was. Like, I mean, because it's the same author, like, like that story just didn't click with me. I was assuming that, you know, the Chaos book was going to be very, very similar. And I was just like, I devoured that book. 
Um, mm-hmm. di- and I've, but I've tried like, explaining it to ascendancy. people and they're like, no, 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 it's Thrawn. It's a whole bunch of apostrophes. Like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, yeah. no. Like, <laughs> listen <laughs> to me. Chaos yeah. Rising and, and the Ascendancy, that whole world, that probably should be a Disney Plus show. You know, I was like, I was like, like, I opened thing. up that book yeah. and they were like the nine just families. I'm like, and I'm like, like it's oh Lord my of the gosh, like, you know, like, I, like, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is, this is nuts. There's lore. Yeah. If they pulled, yeah. if they did, did like a lie detector test or pulled all the people who read all those throne books and were like, did you understand everything you read? I bet like 80% would be like, Meh. I don't know. I mean, is that true? Like, I, like, is that true for like any Star Wars book? I'm like, anytime people ask me about like Star Wars characters, I'm like, I have no idea how you say that. Like, <laughs> right. Well, like, yeah. Too. And that, I, that I think honesty is so refreshing because sometimes the, you know, the books can be so overwhelming and it's like all these things happen and it's like, Amy, my thing is timelines where things happen in the timeline of Star. I'm like, I don't know when anything happens. I just know that they (laughs) And books are bad for that because they skip around sometimes and that that makes it more confusing. I think sometimes like when we were talking about Alexander Freed earlier, I think Alexander Freed is hard to follow. So oftentimes I'm like, I don't know what's happening. But when it comes to Timothy Zahn, I know what's happening. He makes it very clear what's happening. The hard part of his stuff is pronunciation of words and titles and things like that. I I get it. I do understand. But like he puts a lot of detail that sometimes is like not always necessary. So it's cool because it's there and it exists. But I feel like if you did poll people like you were saying, John, about like how much of that did you understand i understand it all or absorb retain yeah. all the details. Well, yeah the absorbing i mean because yeah. like if you ask me anything that happened in the aftermath trilogy i got nothing for you like i mean because really? like i feel really? like every time like and i i enjoyed reading those books but like i remember like i was like oh yeah tim i have a huge crush on timothy oliphant uh i think like and so i'm very excited that he's going to be not as much as you and mcgregor but he's you know. <laughs> oh, you and but McGregor. uh Fine and so I'm very like I was like oh like who is he rumored to be like in the Mandalorian I was like Cobbanth I'm like yeah I just can never remember who he is and then like I look at his <laughs> Wikipedia page and I'm like yeah looks like he was in all of them but I don't I remember this. that yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't yeah. really like, remember yeah. that like last shot like James you said it bops around so much and like what what's your takeaway yeah. from that book I'm like a hacker Ewok uh yeah the hacker, you know. I, I I liked Aftermath though because it felt like Rebels to me it felt like you learn this core group of like five no, or six people. I liked it too. And but then did I, you just follow their journey I through. I yeah. remember. Right. I don't remember yeah, if they did like, no, I understand Star that. Wars yeah. trivia with the books, like a lot of people would get annihilated. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we, you know, we're up against it. So to wrap up, um, uh, anyone have any final thoughts on it? We're obviously a few months out. So, you know, maybe Amy, you come back on after it comes out and we absorb the content and have more discussion on it. But obviously this is all like speculation and uh, mainly, you know, because we don't know a lot about it, I wanted to, you know, arrow this in the direction of expectations on how it's going to do and that sort of thing. So do you have any final thoughts on it? Uh, you know, predictions on you know, uh, what might be your favorite? You sound like you're a Charles soul person, uh, just in Ireland. So what, what, what's your, what's your, what are you most excited about and what's your biggest expectation to close it out? What am I the most excited about? I might, I've never read, I really just adored Charles soul's comics and I've not read any of his novels. I know he's written some, uh, so I'm excited about that one. And I'm excited about Kevin Scott's, uh, Marvel comic. Uh, right. I was excited that he did the Marvel one and not the IDW one because I thought it because like he's done Star Wars IDW stuff before and so I thought it was nice to kind of mix up the, you know where he you know where he's writing and the kind right. of like, sure. you know 
the, yeah. the targeted range. Right. Uh, Older is doing the IDW one, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. And I think they said he was, that's where Yoda's going to pop in. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's popping in some other thing, but um, so uh, James and Lacey, any, any last uh, quick final thoughts on uh, expectations as we're a few months out? I'm excited for Charles Soule's book, which I've said, I think from like day one of this whole thing, which is like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. like. um, but I do have one question, which I can't figure out. And it's if Stellan Geos, the character from his book, has a beard or not. I think they just added a beard. Right. But the poster they've been pushing around, he does not have a beard. He looks like Captain America. So they're pushing both concept art. And I just want to know, Charles Soule, if you're listening, does Stellan Geos have a beard or does he not? <laughs> is he rugged or is he like clean? The sponsor is like Gillette. They're like, I need to know. It's public, a major plot by. point, Lacey. Yeah. You don't want him to see it to like spoil this major plot point. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> it's like a, a a beard to die for is like his book. Like, <laughs> so James, what's your uh, your final um, expectations? Well, only thing is, there's no movie out to argue about and try to get too upset about or whatever. So in the meantime. Pick up a book. That's the only thing I got <laughs> is maybe maybe go with us on the journey. Trust that, you know, they have something special set aside and pick it up and 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 don't just quit after that first one. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I didn't like, you know, the light of the Jedi. And then it's like, so that thing, that whole thing is dumb. It's like, well, there's a lot that's going on with it. So right. maybe bear with it if, if you're not feeling it right away. Um, give it some time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, let's see if we can get a couple more people into books and understanding, you know, that that world of Star Wars. Right on. And let us know in the comments uh, what uh, what your expectations are. Um, are are you excited? Do you feel like you need more info? Uh, does maybe, Stellan have a beard or not? Does he have a beard or not? And oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, what which one are you most excited about? Are you excited about the characters? Do you think they're expanded upon it? All the things, all the ideas you have, and your thoughts on our discussion about it too, of course, in the comments. And hit us up on Twitter at rbatswnn. Or if you're a little shy. Like I am sometimes, email resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. Uh, but now we are going to hear from you in Ask the Resistance. So uh, you guys ready to answer a few questions? Are you going to throw it to yourself? I'm not going to throw it to myself. Do you want to, can, can, can you do Ask the Resistance, please? <laughs> you want me to do it? I would like for you to do it. All right. Guys, <laughs> it's time for Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? So this is our segment where you guys get to ask your questions to us via Twitter. Um, so we're going to kick it off first with Geeky Gator Crocodile at the underscore Geeky Gator, who asks, chances each of these characters' names are said slash mentioned in season two of Mando. So we have Ezra Bridger, Thrawn, Luke Skywalker, Yoda, Emperor Palpatine, Leia Organa, IG-11, or Quill. So, Amy, since you love character names and you can yes. remember them all. <laughs> of course, yes. These any are pretty these easy, though. I've... Yeah, any characters here that stick out to you, do you think they're going to be mentioned in season two of Mando? Uh, I wonder if Ahsoka will mention Ezra. Because uh, I feel like that would like be like a, just a hilarious moment on Twitter, personally. <laughs> like, 
like I do imagine that I think that everyone is just assuming that you're going to get the Ahsoka Ezra Thrawn animated adventure continuation and so I wonder like if that you know might happen the Yoda one I thought was the most interesting um because you mm-hmm. wonder if they're gonna like figure out although i somehow kind of doubt it i kind of thought that the most likely ones were um, like looking at uh ezra i kind of thought like luke and leia were more like i don't see palpatine being mentioned in here i guess like you know neither did i and then, it's not no. that far away from like the emperor who knows what moff gideon's gonna talk about uh, right yeah right Right. It's funny because I actually thought Palpatine might be my number one most likely. Interesting. And why do you think that? Just because I think that they could, I mean, he's an easy tie into the era that was and the era that is coming up. Um, although, I mean, I think it would be cool to mention any of these other characters. Mentioning any of these other characters almost feels like fan service um, than it does to like who are our main characters and who is like, what's the overlying like story? Like Moff Gideon very much belongs to the empire and the empire is a part of Palpatine. Whereas like every other one of these characters are like Thrawn, Ezra, Luke, they're all like players in the game, but they're not like, I don't know, like we know them, Mm -hmm. but they're not like prominent in the galaxy other than, maybe potentially Luke Skywalker now because I think he became a little bit more of the poster child of the rebellion and stuff but mm-hmm. I don't know it's tricky I don't um John I think my my oh. number my highest is Palpatine Palpatine yeah. John. I I hope they don't say Luke and Leia I we got to keep the distance I think as much as we can um I I think two will be mentioned I think um I think Palpatine could definitely be mentioned or referred to as the Emperor, not necessarily necessarily by name. Um, yeah, yeah. Keep it close to that Return of the Jedi vernacular. Um, and I, I think it would be very interesting if Ahsoka somehow comes across Baby Yoda and she's not entirely familiar with the species and she's like, she mentions Yoda or something. Right. Um, yeah, that's cool. And we always toyed like around the idea. The- Imagine if like Force Ghost Yoda visits like Baby Yoda and he's like, "Hello, cousin. How are you?" Yeah, um, I like that and the Ezra thing. Yeah, yeah Ezra, Ezra, Ezra would be cool. interesting, but I wonder if they're gonna save that for like the Ezra yeah. show. I would be surprised, but that's what the Ezra show. Come on down, everybody. I'm over here on this uh hurdle with this blue man. And yeah, with this Ezra Bridger. All right, next up is Rogue Leader Red 2 at Red 2 Leader. And they asked, do you think Ahsoka's staff is embedded with Kyber so she can wield it like a magic staff? This is a very Gandalf Mm -hmm. question. Amy, what do you think? I thought that was a really interesting question. Like, I actually meant to, like, look at her staff, like, from the end of Rebels, because I don't remember Mm -hmm. what it exactly looks like. I think the Mm -hmm. idea of her using a Kyber crystal in a different way, because she's not a Jedi, but she still has force powers, is a really intriguing one. Uh, So I think that could be fun. I would be, I would be, I would be pro that idea. (laughs) You shall not pass. John, what do you think? So I, James, in comparison to Mando, where does... Ahsoka showing up to Sabine to say we gotta go get our boy fall in time. Um 
shoot. Now I'm on the spot. I I want to say that now you both know two... how it feels. Yeah. to be the time <laughs> yeah. th- person because they they weren't like eight say... years later, right? They were just kind of like vague about it. I think they were vague. I think it's a. I think it. I think they just said after no, the Battle it's... of Endor. Hmm. I, I mean, I think <sighs> for they, some but reason, like... two numbers are coming to mind: two years or five years. Okay. And got I know hat, five years like... is the same as Mandalorian, and I think that was that has always been significant. That it's like, right. oh, five years—that's mm-hmm. exactly so the same. My my answer then is, Ahsoka's going to be using lightsabers in the Mandalorian. She's going to be wrecking some house. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like she has the staff. We may not see it on screen, but she's going to be like, I've had enough of this. This hermit. She's going to snap that thing and throw it away and get the lightsabers and go to work. So I'm going to say no Kyber. On the, I think the staff is like her, like, you know, I'm taking a break. Thing. Her walkabout? Her <laughs> yeah, walk yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like that's her taking a break thing. Like I'm not doing my, I'm not going to work right now. And then when it's work time, that big heavy cloak comes off. And the lightsabers come out and the, she throws the staff away. So I think no Kyber in the staff. Mm-hmm. I agree I could, with that. Watch, watch now it's going to be this like wand. It, it just, it, to me, it just seems it's a cool idea. But as a Lord of the Rings fan, it's very Gandalf. You know, very like, yeah. I've got a staff. I'm a wizard type yeah. thing. And this is going to sound so lame. But like, I like to separate like my Harry Potter, Lord of the Ring from Star Wars. Respect, respect. And so that's why I'm saying no. It would be cool if it happened, though. Like always, it's going to be awesome whether it happens or not. But all right. Last question I'm assuming is from us, John. Yeah. That's and it's us. for Amy. Amy, if you had a one-on-one off-the-record chat with Kathleen Kennedy and could ask her one question, what would you ask her and why? Yeah, this is a mean question. Like, it's been bothering <laughs> me for hours. I'm like, what do I have? Well, because I was like, do I go to like Zapruder and be like, tell me what happened here? You know, like, <laughs> like what was really there? Like, where is that person buried? Uh, like, or do I go to the first, you know, honestly, like if I had her and I was like, I got to have some sort of secret, super secret thing. I think I would ask her if there was still a cut of, Rogue One before all the reshoots, and if I could see it. I am completely obsessed with the making of Rogue One. I love Mm -hmm. Rogue One. I think that that film is basically like a miracle. Like, I just like, it's almost virtually a perfect film to me. I love that it was messy and that it somehow came out so beautifully. Um, And like, you know, like we've seen a little bit of like the trailers. I totally get why they haven't like released more stuff. Like, cause I mean, you know, it's like, I don't mean to like, it sounds mean to say like you're happy it's a mess because like I'm sure it was super stressful, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But like, but everyone like it, like it wasn't like anyone screwed up. It was just like you know like things weren't working out and then like they brought in other people. It happens. You know, like, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean I think that like and actually you know Gareth seemed to like you know embrace what was going on and so I think that was kind of the best of both worlds. I would love to know more about the what was that initial cut like when they realized like we're in trouble. The Edwards cut. Yeah. You want to release the I Edwards? Want, cut. I want. Yeah. I'll release all the cuts. Just don't take away any cuts. Right. All of them. But uh, I would like to see what that is, just because part of my fascination, like, lifelong with Star Wars is understanding filmmaking and understanding, like, how that yes. is. It's like a lifelong love yeah. of cinema for me. And so, like, uh, like, I like to understand, like, what was messed up? How did they fix it? Like, I would be fascinated to know that. Do you you have a favorite piece of trivia about the making of Rogue One that a lot of people don't know that you like to drop as an anecdote in conversation or? No. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm like thinking, do I have? Uh, uh, I don't don't know. Uh, I think that a lot of 
regular people who are Star Wars fans have no idea that there was anything going on. Right, right. Uh, and so, right. like, I think that, like, I've had talked to a couple of people about that. I think a lot of people also don't understand, like, what happened with Solo. I mean, like, there's been so much turmoil over, like, directors and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Normal people really don't. They just know that. Yeah, I mean, what, like, I mean, Jedi. yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> because, like, that's true for me with other, you know, things. Like, I don't keep up with, like, you know, other franchises the same way that I keep up with right. the Right. Really, I would ask her for think, a job. Like, if I was yeah, like, please, I mean, like, you help a girl off out. the record, give me a job yeah. right now. Yeah. General fans definitely know when like a director changes. Like when they hear that news, they're like, oh, I don't know what that means, but they switch directors. But they definitely don't know that like Kenobi's on their like sixth yeah. writer or something. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. Cool. So we're going to head back to John to uh, bring it home. All right. So first, uh, Amy, uh, thank you so much for spending time with us here. We're working on that about an hour and a half almost. So we appreciate you taking the the time. Very generous of you. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. Um, (laughs) So uh, plug away uh, social media, your website, anything you're working on, anything coming up that you can reveal the Star Wars Insider stuff. So have at it, whatever people you want people to check out. Sure. So my website is 365starwars.com. You can find me mostly on Twitter at at Amy Rickow, A-M-Y-R-I-C-H-A-U. Um, 365 underscore Star Wars also is a Twitter account, um, which I don't use quite as much. Uh, but you can find my stuff on StarWars.com, Star Wars Insider, and I have some other stuff that I can't talk about. Ooh. <laughs> you just did what you said you hated yeah. people doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. James, Lacey, and me. Obi-Wan Kenobi gift. If you could ask Amy Rakow one question off the record, <laughs> what would... No. Um, all right. Great. Um Love it. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to the show because we have two episodes every week, Monday and Thursday. And the Mando Fan Show is coming back two weeks from tomorrow. 15 on days. 15 days. Two weeks from tomorrow on 1030. Uh, not at 1030, but that's the date. Um, but you can subscribe on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate that. Uh, and it's free to subscribe too. Uh, go to StarWarsNewsNet.com. Uh, for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more, I'll be doing some written reviews of uh, the Mando episodes over there. Um, if you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast tier start at $2 every month. We have 10 mini episodes every month. If you're not tired of us, you want more of us, uh, go check us out over there. And we want to say a special thank you to our generals on Patreon. Uh, we always uh, want to shout out to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, the Trivia Queen, Bethany, <laughs> Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gellner. Thank you all for your support. We appreciate it very much. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and Star Wars Newsnet. James? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. And I did look it up. It's five years after Return of the Jedi. So that's right in that wheelhouse. Time. Yeah, close. It's the Mandalorian, yeah. All right, all right. Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right. We hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Amy Rakow, everybody. Thank Yay. you. <laughs> and we'll see everybody on Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>